Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, a good night for some who might be listening in another time zone. My name is Miracles One, and welcome to the Broken Pieces Chronicles podcast, all about the BS. And no, it is not the BS that you might be thinking. Broke spirits is the BS. In the Chronicles, there are stories, conversations about putting together the mind, the body, and the soul and making them one again and whole so it can be unity with the spirit. So sit back, relax, and do whatever it takes for you to get comfortable right now. And let's talk along with picking up the broken pieces. All right, people, let's go. Let's go. It is conversation time. Hello, hello, hello again. Um, I'm back. I'm back. And we are in episode six of the Broken Pieces Chronicles podcast, all about the BS. And last week was emotionally drained. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I are going up into that podcast. That week was interesting. It kind of pushed me to my limits. If um, I wanted to find out and be in a place where I could speak from a vulnerable area, board, I had to go through some things last week to bring it. But let me tell you something. If I had to do it all over again, I would do it again. Because I've, I've heard some amazing testimonies and stories from men and women. You know, I've had women say, I wish I'd have known. Women up in age. When I say up in age, I'm going to say mature. Um, and shout out, you know who you are. Uh, took the time to write me. Actually, as a retired journalist, and see West, I see you. Um, gave me some great feedback and said, if I'd known some of these things when I was young in some prior relationships, I would have did certain things differently. And I said, you know what, uh, Miss C, it's not what you do, what you could have done, it's what you do with the information you've already been given. So, you know, she took those pieces and turned the power. And then uh, had some other people in that same circle, more mature than, than me, myself, and most of my listeners. A male said he's just cry, tears and tears, and nobody heard them at night. And um, other guys just came to me and said, man, I appreciate your transparency and just putting it out there. So this week, though, the title, Matters of the Heart Series Part 2, Silent Tears, Hers and His. Now there's. So where do we go from here? You know, last week I, you know, I spent a lot of time on when he cries, no one sees. Now it's time to talk about when she cries, no one hears. So Clark Kent is out the closet. I know that take negative connotations in this world we live in, but to me, out the closet, it means something that was hidden is now open. And we have just pulled back as men our vulnerability. That even though to a lot of our children, a lot of women, a woman, women meaning plural to all the men, we like Superman most of the time. But you you ladies, you guys too, found out last week that um, at the end of the day, we walk through that door, 
we want to take off the Superman uniform and just be Clark Kent. So now he's out. And the question is, what are you going to do with that vulnerability? What are you going to do with his kryptonite? He might be like, what is his kryptonite? His kryptonite is everything I talked about last week. But even more so, his kryptonite is you. I don't know if you had the chance to watch um, some of the, any of the Superman movies. In a lot of the different movies, a lot of the villains, anytime they wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, try to get Superman's attention to, uh, distracted from whatever mission he was on, they would try to find something he loved. And usually it's either his mother or Lois. Yeah, it was a, a green kryptonite. Uh, it was, a, uh, I guess you will call it mineral from his, his uh, planet that could cause him to lose his power. But he could, he could, use, he could see that coming and sense it because he started getting weaker. But when they really want to distract him, they would use a woman that he loved. So, with that being said, now that you realize that whomever or whatever the enemy of his soul is, he's going to try his best, or it's going to try his best <clears throat> to lose, cause him to lose his power by, his, by being distracted. Not from kryptonite, the mineral, but from your love, your ability to be there, cause him hurt and damage. So, you're going to take, now we're about to, to, I'm about to teach you how you're going to take that, that kryptonite of that distraction that likes to be used and we're going to turn it into power. Not just his, not just his power, but your power as well. So he can, he can learn how to see your tears before they actually come. So two things last week I said, you need to give him. And he will love you, protect you, honor you in a way that he's never probably ever done, done before. And that's for you to give him value. And how did I say do that? It was two words. Honor and respect. You give him honor and respect, and here comes more love and more, protect, more protection and true loyalty. And why is that important as I'm, we're transitioning about you? Because now you're giving him a shoulder, not just any shoulder, a safe one. If I sound a little bit fatigued in my voice, I am. But I say, no matter how tired I was, I'm going to get in front of this mic every week and make sure I give you all this podcast because I, I'm hearing too much coming from it. So, I just thought I sidebar that even when I'm tired, I'm going to give it to you. Even when he's tired, he'll give it to you as long as you give him honor and respect and give it to you. I know that sounded kind of uh, interesting play on words, but meaning like he'll give you the love, the protection, and whatever else that might fall into that category. So now that you're giving him a shoulder, guess what he's going to give you now on top of those things? Here comes his arms. It's, here comes this loving embrace that's going to be there when you have to cry and it's not because of something that he didn't do. So guys, how do we, how do we transition from seeing her tears to hearing them before they actually happen? 
Here's the crazy thing. My daughter taught me a valuable lesson. And it's amazing what you learn from your kids. If you take the time to just listen, because out of the mouth of babes, they're so pure in their speech and their things they say, they just say what's really on their mind. And so she was talking one time, excuse me. She was talking and I cut her off. And I saw this look on her face and it was a look of pain, a look of sadness. And right after she said, Daddy, you never let me finish. And I was like, oh, my God, where have I heard that before? So here's a moment of transparency. Sometimes as men, probably more often than not, we have a tendency when a woman is speaking, we want her to get to the point, get right to the point. You know, don't tell us the whole story. Tell us what's going on so we can fix it. Here's the problem in that. The reason she's wanting to tell you the whole story is because it feels like the weight of the world to her, but it seems like nothing to you. And her getting it out, a lot of times prevent her from crying. So what am I saying? This is how you begin to how to hear her tears before you see them. And so at that moment, my daughter did that. I apologize. I said, baby, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, matter of fact, I told her, I said, you just taught daddy a lesson. That I, didn't, I need to be even slower to hear or to listen. I'm sorry. Quick to listen and slower to speak when I'm dealing with you. And then, you know, my, in my side, no subconscious mind, conscious mind, whatever I said, let me put this conscious thought in my subconscious mind. When I'm talking to any woman about anything, I'm trying to make it make a, a, a valid effort to make sure I listen more before I speak. Because you don't know what she's getting off her plate. And so what am I saying to my men? Take time and listen to her. Listen to her talk about her day. Not even so much as talking directly about you, but if she's talking about her day, she might tell you some things that happened in her day that might give you clues to what she needs from you later on that night. And don't let, it go, don't, don't let your other head speak for you. Sometimes she just needs your lap to lie on. Sometimes she might need for you to cook instead of, or, or if you can't cook, for you to, you know, get takeout or something. Anything in her day that she might reveal to you that might have caused her to be tired, or, or that could fatigue her, might be signs. Because eventually if she gets too tired, guess what? Something's going to give somewhere. Unlike unlike us, they've been taught to let go and cry. So what I'm telling you again, I'm teaching you, so sorry, I'm teaching you how to hear before you have to see. So by listening to her, you hear her tears before you see her tears. Now, Let me give you some interesting data about a woman crying. Y'all know how big I am on research. This here blew my mind. And man, if you don't get nothing else, make sure you get this here. Because how we are wired. And sometimes our hormones overpower everything else. Do you know what happens to a woman when she cries from a level of intimacy or sexual arousal? 
she actually, her, her desire to have sex actually decreases from crying. Yes, that is a fact. You can Google it. And there's plenty of research out there that literally, and it's all connecting the same thing that says when a woman cries, her desire to have sex, be intimate, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it, decreases dramatically. Oh, I got your attention now, huh? Didn't see it that way. Yeah, so <laughs> now it's even more important that you provide her protection, provide her safe arms so you can hear before the actual tears come out. Because guess what? Let's keep it real for a minute. You might could keep her from going to the point of breaking and no return to where she just want to go to bed that night to the point because you were there for her to she want to go to bed, but she wants you to go to bed with her. Yeah, I said it. She wants you in bed with her because you reverse the trajectory she was on. You, re, you, you reverse her silent tears before they became real tears. All because, ladies, you gave him honor and respect. He gave you protection. He gave you more love and loyalty. And you're teaching him how to be a better listener. So, and I know I was talking about physical intimacy at first. But just think about what level of intimacy you're going outside the physical. Because at the end of the day, if we keep it 100, I'm not talking about sex. Sex is, I get mine, you get yours, how many times you decide to do it, and after it's over, it's over. No connection, just done. Physical, done. But intimacy that begins before the physical even starts, it begins in the mind, then in the soul, that's created through creating safe barriers on both sides, or safe places. So you create that safe place. And then you're learning how to keep each other from having these silent tears. Or when you do have tears, you give each other a place of safety. What is that going to do for your intimacy combined with your intimacy or into my mate physically and literally? It's going to take it to a whole different level. Because if some of you guys keep it 100 and depending on what age you are in and you've had your notch season, yeah, I've had my season done with that. You don't want to get mine to be done no more. You want something that's sustainable, something that after the sex is gone, we got a friendship. We got something that will last through, through, the, through the time. That when uh, you're depending on the blue Skittle minus the S and, and cheese powder, eggs, and powder milk, and y'all just living life and just happy to be alive, that wouldn't matter because y'all going to have something much deeper. This is how you turn those tears into power. Because you're learning how to recognize them, man. Learning how to recognize them. So, before we go into our um, first break, what am I, what am I telling you? What am I, tell, what am I telling my guys? I'm telling you the same thing I told the ladies last week. Give her a place of safety. Because now she also knows how to give you a place of safety, too. Because I think it's an old saying, do not uh, cut your nose to spite your face or something like that. But I got a better one by using uh, episode three. Don't choke your neck by limiting her tears. 
Yeah, guys, do not choke your neck, your lifeline, by limiting her tears. I mean, she's your firewall. And ladies, don't cut off your head by inhibiting his owning of his emotions, by inhibiting his ability to safely let go in front of you, and by being the, the reason that he's having to cry. So, so going to the break, we're going to get into the next segment, owning stewardship of each other's tears. What does it look like? So we can get ready to transition into next week's episode, dealing with the soul connection. All right. I'm Miracles One. It's about a 30-some second break. I'll see you after the break. All right, people, we are back. Segment two, Broken Pieces Chronicles podcast, all about the BS, the matters of the heart series, silent tears, hers and here's, now theirs. So y'all know how I like, uh, this is not me dating myself. I wasn't even born in. Let me just start here. But it was a song, man. And why I was literally on my little break, and it was probably on like three minutes before I went back to the recording. And I kept hearing this title, this song in my spirit by Smokey Robinson called Tracks of My Tears. And something came over me to look up the words. And I'm only going to read the first portion of it, um, of the verse. It says, people say I'm the life of the party because I tell a joke or two. Although I might be laughing loud and hearty, deep inside I'm blue. So take a good look at my face. You'll see my smile looks out of place. Second part is going to add it to because it makes more sense with this other portion. If you look closer, it's easy to trace the tracks of my tears. I need you, need you. And I'm going to stop right there. There's more to the song, but even though a male wrote that verse, I wrote, wrote that song, or I'm not, I don't, matter of fact, I don't know if Smokey wrote it or somebody else. That first part of that song, I think it fit both the male and female um, side of this silent tear thing. But the thing is, that was him hiding it, or her hiding it. And now as we go into segment two, because we're going to talk about theirs, we know what to do now. So, like I said at the end of segment one, don't choke your neck by limiting her tears, guys. And don't cut your head off by inhibiting his. So, it is time for us to take, I was going to say ownership. But ownership isn't a proper word or a proper vernacular for what I'm trying to uh, convey here. It's time for us to take stewardship. And what is the difference? When you own something, 
That is saying it is outright yours. It didn't belong to nobody else. It doesn't belong to nobody else. I'm sorry. It is truly yours. But if we keep it real, your spouse, your loved one, <clears throat> your whatever you want to call it, significant other, they don't belong to you. As a matter of fact, if you just want to be just technical in the order of ownership, if you believe in some type of faith, they belong to God. First, then God gave them to their parents or whatever you believe in. But when he gave them to their parents, their parents didn't own it either. What did their parents have then? So, so to make it plain, my daughter at the end of the day isn't mine. She belonged to him. Same with all our kids. They were a blessing for us. A miracle. Life is a miracle by itself. So we technically have stewardship over them. To steward something is to take care of something for somebody else. Yeah, that part. So I, what, what am I saying now? Our job is to steward each other's tears. To make sure they're only used for good. For balancing those other things I told you about in the previous episode. I'm not going to go back through that. Go back and listen. So, that means here's what's important about the theirs. If our job is going to be to take ownership of our, the person we're in relationships with or our kids, and I get into the kids' things, uh, the kids' conversations coming later about the matters of heart, just not now because they deal with the adults first. But in order for you to be able to properly steward something, you got to have a connection to it. Because when you have a connection to it, you have a sense of ownership. Not saying you own it, but you'll treat it more like it's yours. You would give it more value. So guys, what am I saying? If you treat her, if you see her, and you steward her as if she's yours, you'd be very careful you're not the one causing the pain. Not saying you're not going to make a mistake. You're going to, we're going to a human. But you're going to try your best not to be the one who causes it. It's stewardship. Ladies, same thing. You're going to try not to be the one that causes tears. So, how do we know if we are linked to the right person? I would say we're going to call that the soul connection. I'm going to touch on it just a little bit this week because I do not have enough time to dig into this thing. But something hit me today as I was preparing for this podcast. How we say that we want our soul mate. Then on the flip side, we talk about soul ties. So it hit me with so black and white. It was an aha moment. What is the difference between being tied to something and being connected to it? (laughs) So I'm sitting here and I get this picture of me tying something up, whether I use a double knot, tie with a lock and chain, whatever you tie something up, that means it was open, it was open-ended. 
and you have to tie two pieces of something together. Think about that for a minute. Whether you tied, you've done a three-legged race where both of you guys had your leg tied together when you was younger. Um, you tie anything together. You tie your suit, shoelaces. That tie is only as strong as the knot that it's in, or strong, only as strong as the lock to lock it with. But it can be broken. A tie can be broken, but a connection, a connection forms a different type of bond. You know, a different type of bond. You think about when a train, when it goes into the rail yard and it snaps and connects into the, the other load it has to carry. When that thing snaps in place, I don't know if you've ever seen, not saying it's something you want to see, but a train derail. You ever notice a lot of times those cars are still stuck together no matter how twisted it is? It takes a lot to break that connection. What do you think happens when you finally find the one you're connected to? Not the one you're tied to. Because we can have soul ties, but they're not soul connections. that end up being your soul mates. When you find the one you connected to, there's going to be some, something in you that's going to, going to want to always protect that person. Because you're going to feel like they're a part of you. Let me go back to the beginning. Again, it's based off of whatever your beliefs are. Um, I like to talk about Adam and Eve for this reason. When Eve was presented to Adam, it was written that she came, was taken, his rib was taken out and was used to make Eve. So something that was already connected to him was taken out to make something that was going to be connected to his destiny, his future. Yeah. And then when he saw her for the first time, he said, I know you. That whole, I guess, moment of from point A to point B blows my mind. Because it, it, it's written that he was asleep when this happened. So how could he know something he had never seen? Because they was already connected. Remember how last, how early I was talking about ownership versus uh, stewardship. What if in theory, the person that has been created to walk beside you, your head, your neck, y'all own already before y'all came on this earth, were owned by each other. So now you're just stewarding a version of yourself because you got two bodies, like we said, the marriage vows. You got two people becoming one. See, individuals but coming together to make a more powerful unit. Guess what connections do? When you put a battery into something, it doesn't call it a battery tie. It's called a battery connection. It gives it power. Yeah, I'm going there. So when you get the right connection and you get the right positive and right negative together, they bring balance. Guess what? You get a flow of power. But if you had two connections that don't belong, trying to trying to tap into each other, even if it's a positive positive, it's going to cause a shock because those two weren't meant to be with each, with each other. Because when it's true connection, guess what? It's going to balance it out. Y'all would balance each other out. So now instead of having a, just a soul tie, you got a soul connection. Now, I'm not saying you can have a soul tie to your connection 
Because soul ties, it's a whole different subject that we'll get into later. But at the end of the day, if it's a connection, you guys are speaking the same language before y'all even open your mouth. And that's the beauty of a connection. So what am I saying? You know, it's my favorite phrase. As we get ready to close down and end this episode six, it is truly about soul connections, the matters of the heart. Because when you get the right hearts together, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because those two are going to have each other back to watch out for the blind spots. It's like if you get in the foxhole, if you ever seen anything military movie, I'm, you know, I'm retired military um, medically. And the foxhole, the cool thing about the foxhole is just a hole. It's dug in the dirt, but in that hole is two soldiers and they're back to back. And the reason they're back to back, they cover each other's blind spots because they can see, each can see about 180 degrees when you look at your periphery. But where the other blind spot starts on one, the other one stops on the other. That's what a true connection is. I have my back. You, I have your back. You have mine. So as we get ready to end, to this, sec, end this segment, end this episode, next we're going to talk about soul connections and how to, how to hopefully identify what they should look like in soul ties, what they look like. So we can really deal with this matters of the heart. Because at the end of the day, like I said, and I will always say, when you listen to this podcast, you're picking up pieces, so you're picking up power. And this heart thing is the power that fuels. It's the battery that connects to everything else. So I'm Miracles One. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And like I've told you before in previous episodes, three S's. If it touches you, share it. If you love what you're hearing, subscribe to it. And only if you move to, support however way you want to. But the main thing is just keep listening, people. Because I would be back here every week. Even if I, my voice is shaky or it's like I'm trying to lose it, I'm going to come back here and get in front of this mic, damp and do whatever the singers do to get their voice back up. We're going to dig in again. Appreciate you guys. Love you. I will see you next week.